Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Dude, it is freaking. I, dude, I, w- I went on a run outside, dude. My lord. Crazy, huh? Bro, listen. You shouldn't run in this heat, dude. It's bad for your, your lungs. That's what I hear. But you're not going to listen, are you? I, w- I will, but I mean, I want to. It's like I. You want to be stuck? It puts me ahead of people that really tie, so I do. Every day. I run after the. After sparring. Just to get that much more in shape? Uh huh. And, I, I uh, need that addiction, dude. I really want to get back to it. It's just, there's always something. And it sounds like I'm making excuses, and I swear I'm not. It just sucks. I really, really want to get back to it. It's, um, it helps. It, it really helps when you find, like, I found something. This is a thing that, have, like, that, oh, I'm really good at it. And I just never knew. I just never knew I could be really good at it. And it's, like, good to know that, like, oh, no, you have an, a proclivity to this thing that you happen to do now. This is, you're really good at this thing. Yeah, you're just good at physical activity, I think. Seems um, to be yeah. from everything you've ever told me. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, oh, volleyball. Never understood it. Yeah, mm. but if you try, you'll do it. You fucking juggle. Dude, dude. Come on. You're a juggler. I, I, <laughs> I am a juggler. <laughs> if you're a juggler, you can do it, so stop it. I so wish I would have become a magician. Gosh, I wish I would have done that. Daggone it. Never too late. I know, but it's not like, like, I will never be seen by Penn and Teller. Like, they will never be like, hey, Steve, you're really good. Not with that kind of attitude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's record, man. Let's do this. All right, let's do it. I thought we were recording now. All right, I mean, we can. Hey, everybody, welcome. We normally start <laughs> off with the whole good morning, good evening thing, but I guess we're not this, this time. You know what? No, it's not Patreon. It. Let's switch it up a little bit, let's man. Let's switch it up a little bit. Shoot. How's everybody doing? Let's all get naked right now. Everyone listening, just get naked right now. Steve, you naked yet? Hell no. Oh, okay. Well, I'll put my clothes back on then. <laughs> what am I going to tell you? Worth a try. We're... Oh, um, uh, I have a question for you, Dan. What's up? This feels weird. This feels like a Patreon episode, but it's not. So if you've never listened to a Patreon episode, this is what it's like. All right, Steve, go ahead. It, you know what? It kind of is. It kind of is like this. Okay, so. Um, and if you want to hear more like this, check out our Patreon. If you um, want to hear more, check us out on patreon.com slash heroes of noise. <laughs> where we've got a brand new episode up, by the way. We might as well hoe ourselves out a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. We just did a an exclusive, a Patreon exclusive review of Summer of Soul. Yes. The documentary on Hulu. You need to peep that shit. Why? I'm not going to tell you. You need to listen to Patreon to find out. Absolutely. Listen to Patreon to see what Patreon. Oh, snap. <laughs> I just did that. I, just... I like that. <laughs> Listen to Patreon to see what page where. Yeah, I like it. Come on, man. I like it. There we go. Shoot. Daniel, Call me Rock come on. Kim. Come on, Daniel. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I was at work and a guy told me, he's like, hey, man, this young kid, like 21 years old. I think I told you. I told you about the nude beach, right? The nude beach. <laughs> yes. No, I don't believe you did. Okay, and so he's like, yeah, I'm taking my girl to New Beach. We were like, aren't you worried that a guy's going to be... He's like, everyone's naked. I'm like, yeah, but some random stranger is going to have the visual of your girl naked. And all of a sudden, the kid just stopped. He's like, yeah, that is ill, huh? I'm like, did I just mess up your brain? I'm sorry, dude. You're 22. Go go out and show your bodies. But I was thinking, okay, would... Would you take, would you feel, am I bugging? Would you feel weird about taking your wife to a nude beach and both y'all are naked? If we were both cool with being naked, I'd have no problem with it. Really? 
Yeah, because there's other naked people around. I know, but they have the visual of your wife naked, bro. Hey, how'd I know that they were looking at us if we weren't looking at them? Oh, Dan, you're kind of killing it right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> Although it's probably going to be some wrinkly ass... <laughs> Some dude that looks like the uh, the most in- what is it the most interesting man in the world? That's oh, what yes. they all look like out there. Oy, I don't know, man. Look I'm at all the foreskin. There. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not there yet. You're you're very. You know, Dan. I've realized you're comfortable with nudity. Yeah, for sure. I don't understand. Like, when? Did, how did that happen? I've had a lot of sex. No, I'm, I don't know, dude. I'm just. I mean, here's the deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm very interested in this next <laughs> conversation. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Like, I think that I would be even more comfortable. If I was in the shape that I want to be in, I'd be like, let's go. That's What's the so problem? Interesting. We're all this. We all have the same thing somehow. I know. But Some of us so- are more endowed than others and such. But, you know, it's just it's we're all it's all just dicks, asses and tits. Wow. And vaginas. Vulvas. I'm sorry. I, I'm so I'm a prude that way. It would have to be like a, uh, a dual onboard thing. She's not that way. <laughs> Therefore, we have never been to the nude beach. I totally get it. I think I think that's okay. I don't know. Maybe your way of thinking is normal. I think Gail's way of thinking is normal. It's not like I'm all super charged up about it or anything. It's just, But it wouldn't mess up your week. If someone saw my wife naked? Yes. Like if you guys are walking down a nude beach no. and then later on you're driving home, you're like, wow, a lot of people saw my wife naked today. That's, that's a dumb way of thinking. It's like going to the grocery store and being like, look, I'm going into this grocery store, man. But if they got groceries in this motherfucker, I'm leaving. You know, <laughs> what's the point? That's just, you don't go there. If you're not comfortable, don't go. And you would feel comfortable. If both parties if you had involved, the body you wanted. You'd yes. Be and both totally, parties were like totally down so for it. I'd be fine with it. It's just nakedness, dude. It's not like we're out there fucking in the sand or something. Man, that is, I am prude. I am a prude in that. I, I'd be, it would be in my brain. Like someone is just, I don't know, man. That's so interesting. Because <laughs> I remember there was Pirate's Cove in San Luis that was a nude beach. And we'd always try to look over, but it was too, too dangerous. Like there's a cliff. So if you want to look over, you're probably going to die. But oh, yeah, you had to kind of come up from a higher spot to look yes, down on dude, the beach. To, otherwise, or you have to just go down there. If You can't just take a peek because you will go over. You know how the San Luis cliffs are like overhangs. There is no like bouncing down the cliff. They're just your cliff to beach and you're dead. Unless you're at Montana de Oro. Then there's some, uh, you know, cliff. But dude, yeah, we used to try to get a sneak peek at Pirate's Cove. I don't even think Pirate's Cove exists anymore. You know, I heard something recently about someone going to a nude beach in San Luis Obispo or near San Luis Obispo. I'm not sure. It might exist. I'm not sure if it's the Pirate's Cove one or whatever. That is the demographic that I would think would be nudist. Like, because, I mean, generally, well, it used to be at least San Luis was like 40 and up. Now it's more like 22 and up. Come to think of it, I would probably fit right in at one of those nude beaches now. At, at San Luis? Well, I mean, if they're all like 40 and above, then I would be fine, right? You would fit right in. You would fit right in. And I, the way you're talking now, I wouldn't, you would be, if someone said, hey, which one of your friends went to a nudist colony for a week? They would not finish a week before I said, Dan. They say nudist, I say, Dan, he went to a nudist colony for a week and was perfectly fine. You're the only one I know that would do that. (laughs) I haven't done it yet. But you, I might chicken out. 
but you wouldn't even if you made it for an hour, mm-hmm. you're there now it's over for you. You're in. You're done. <laughs> it would take me four days to take my towel off. What kind of temperature are we talking about out on the beach? <laughs> How's the temperature of the water? We're talking perfect 70, 70 degrees. We got warm water? Yep. I'm good. That's incredible to me. We got cold water and cold weather. I'm not going out there. You got to represent. You got to put your best foot forward. And by foot, sir, I'm talking penis. Here's, here's, I got a great question. This is a great question for the community. Dan, which one of our community members do you think would be most likely to go to a nude beach? 100% Steven. <laughs> Samura Wickmara out there fucking <laughs> dragging his dong across the Australian sands. <laughs> He would. I, I really feel like Wickrama is the one. Yeah, I think so. No shame in his game. Just out there. Nature man. I don't know, man. I see. I think I see Templeman. I was going to say Templeman. Templeman would probably be next. Where's Shanks falling there? I don't think Shanks is doing that. You don't think Shanks is doing that? I don't think so. I don't see Shanks as a nudist. I don't know, man. Nah. But you know what? He does wear shorts in like 20 degree weather. So and maybe. very like scientific. He's one of those. We all have the same thing. Why do you need thing? to be scientific to get nude? Because we all have the same thing. No big deal. What are you talking about? It's all biology. Like straight down the middle. I, th- I, I wouldn't put Shanks too far down there, G. Let me tell you one thing, though. Uh, I'm going to change my answer a little bit. Okay. Because. Okay. I really am not going to stray too far from it, but there is a condition. The condition would be that if I walk down to that beach and there's nothing but dudes that look like Chris Hemsworth there, I'm just turning right back around again. You know, I'm going to go to slow brew and, and cry in my beer. Did you hear that, that story by uh, Krasinski about Hemsworth? Mm-mm. So Krasinski was, um, he was slated to play Captain America. So he went for an outfit fitting for his costume, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, uh, they're like, yeah, you're going to be Captain America. So let's get you in the outfit. He said, they took off my, I was walking around with a shirt off. And he said, in walks Chris Hemsworth with a shirt off and walks past me. And he said, he told his manager, he's like, there's no way I can do this part. I, I can't walk around on set next to him. <laughs> I would look ridiculous. And so the part went to Chris Evans. He knew right then. He's like, I cannot do this part. Do you think he like just quit and didn't even give them a chance to decide? I think his attitude was enough where they're like, oh, this is going to be. He said it was that jarring for him when he walked in. He's like, Jesus. But isn't Krasinski kind of built now? Like when he does that Jack Ryan, he looks kind of ripped. He looked a little bit. But if you put him next to Chris Evans, no. And I don't think he's even... I don't think he has the genes to do that. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know if he has the... Then again, Chris Evans walks around like Krasinski. Like, his natural physique is Krasinski's physique, sort of. He just got really, really big. There's a show on uh, Disney Plus with Chris Hemsworth, and it's about sharks in the Australian <laughs> ocean and all this kind of stuff, you know? And, yeah. Uh, we were watching Black Widow this weekend, and it that you know the little scroll went by, and... There it was. And Gail's like, ooh. So we turned that on. 
Was it good? It's, I don't. And I was actually kind of boring, but I got mad. Like people shouldn't be that good looking. He's a he's a he's quite the looker, man. Yeah, he's She's, quite the looker. Gail says, "Look at him sitting there with his delicious dong in the sand." I'm like, "Hey, wow, that's what I said." <laughs> you know, you know who Bell's like that with, dude. Who to the point of someone's creepy? The Rock, Matthew McConaughey, dude. What? Like she goes, uh, she does that thing. I think a lot of women do, but I find him gross for some reason. Dude, he look he like I that, feel the like first time he first looks time like he him, stinks. He, he well, that's what I'm saying. Like he used to be this ageless guy, but when I saw Wolf of Wall Street, I'm like, oh, it's catching up. Now he looks normal to not normal, but he's. You remember at one point, I'm like, oh, this guy does not age. Dallas Buyers but, Club and that one, we really saw the aging. It's coming. It's coming forth. But all wrong. All wrong. All wrong. So. <laughs> That was terrible, but you know what? It feels hey, good. I'll take it's, it, it feels good when the when the beautiful fall. Dude, <laughs> my girl still. St- if I if, like, I know for her for her birthday, I could just get her. What is that thing called? Cameo. If I bought her a cameo saying "Happy Birthday" to to Melissa from Matthew McConaughey. Oh, dude, dude. Game with his weird S sounds. I don't know why he talks like that. I never noticed his weird S sounds. He's like, yes. Yes, I'm like, why is he? Is it is it like that or is it whistling? Like I have a retainer in. No, it's like a like the the S behind the T. She, what I like to do, she she, that yes that crap. Let's get all ASMR on here. (laughs) (laughs) What does ASMR stand for, G? I don't know. Okay, audio audio something audio something. Sensory, I'm almost sure. Audio sensory. Huh. Interesting. Resonance. Probably yeah. at the end. You know, I there was only a way that we could go to a certain place <laughs> and just put Dude, this in. I, I, I think we were smarter back in the day because we didn't have Google. We just had to sit around in a circle and, and memorize shit. It, no, yes. By the way, it's autonomous sensory meridian response. Meridian? Mm-hmm. What does that mean, Dan? Mr. Man, Mr. I don't know. You got a phone? I thought you know. I know you work with this stuff. With Meridian? You know what? I do work with some kind of Meridian product. Ha! Totally. But I don't, it's just the name of it. I don't know what it is. Doesn't matter. I knew it had something to do with you. Maybe. Maybe. Wasn't that like what they called the, the, um, the underworld in Nightbreed? I. Oh my goodness. I did watch Nightbreed. The thing in the, in the, in the, um, that weird cemetery? Yeah. I think it was called Meridian. Wow, I I don't remember. I do remember being disappointed in the movie because everybody gave it like a five star on Shutter. Those Shutter people are way too in anything. Get anyway. I'm gonna leave Shutter alone. I would just say some people are really into horror movies. Midian, like, by the way. I'm sorry. It, what was it called? Midian. That's close. Very close. That's why I said it. The Meridian. Isn't there something? Um, like Meridian, isn't there something ge- geographically with that? What are you doing this weekend, Steve? Oh, me and Bella are going down to the Meridian. The Meridian. They have yeah, wine. I'm googling it. We're just gonna say Meridian the whole episode. You can Meridian. you can just hit stop now. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, did we ever do uh, Bucks's email he sent? We actually did not, Steve. But I can pull it up real quick because I feel terrible right now. John, I'm sorry. 
You know, we ask people to send us stuff, voicemails and emails and stuff, and then some asshole like me just forgets about it. And I'm sorry. It's been a crazy couple of weeks, month maybe, month now, huh? Almost two months now, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. So I'm very sorry, John. But we do have a uh, listener mail from the wonderful John Bucket. We call him Johnny Bucks. He's got this little show called, ooh, Electric Shock. You might want to listen to it because it's really fucking good. Dude, you do such a good job with that. It's such a good podcast, you guys. I almost hate advertising for it. That's how good this podcast is. You know what I mean, Steve? Like, I have to put my ego down <laughs> to, to share the love because these two brilliant, charming gentlemen captivate my ears weekly. Here we go. This one is called, it, okay, this is how bad I am, Steve. This was sent to us June 22nd. I am so sorry, John. Oh, damn. I know. I know. Well, you know, you could have said something, but that's okay. Anyway, it is entitled Chalky Dog Poop. So we're going back a bit. Hey! <laughs> Do you remember this? I never looked that up. Okay. Well, there. I think we just answered the question, but here we go. Uh, hello, chaps. So, hello. Steve, don't leave us hanging. What's the deal with the long-lost Chalky Dog Poop? I remember seeing it around when I was a kid. Yours in anticipation, bucks. And he gives you two X's. No hugs, just a couple of kisses. Okay, you know one what? on each we're cheek. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna answer this freaking. You're just gonna question. look on Google. <laughs> yes, I'm going to. Um, Thorough research right now, John. He's putting in work. Mental floss. What happened to the dog white dog poop? Shall we? Let's do it. Let's go down the dog poop hole. No, let's not do that. <laughs> let's just go. Let's just let's just talk about dog poop. The culprit behind between uh, the culprit behind the white dog waste of the past was a surplus of calcium. Dog food used to contain an overabundance of meat and bone meal, ah. both of which are high in the mineral. Whatever the dog couldn't process ended up in its feces, and as wet matter dried out in the sun, the hard calcium stuck around. This led to crumbly, mummified turds littering our sidewalk and green spaces. Today, commercial food brands are less likely to rely on bone meal for cheap filler. They've added more fiber to their products, lowered the calcium content. The result is healthier, more natural-looking waste from the general dog population. You want to know something? Uh Uh-huh. I prefer the calcium. What? As someone that has to do the the dog shit pickup in my backyard, (laughs) give me all the calcium. Now it's just mushy forever, dude. I'm just going to bathe these dogs in milk because it's just mush. (laughs) Yeah, they said in the 70s and 80s, they used all that. They're like, suddenly they're like, oh, no, we don't have to do that anymore. So that's why it was chalky. Remember, Jay, like you'd be walking in your your yard or something. You'd be like, oh, almost stepped on that one. And it was so calcified. You could just kick it to the side. You didn't even trip. Oh, no, for me, dude, because I had to clean up after uh, we had two Great Danes when I was. Oh, my God. And so it helped when you didn't, it's not like, oop, I accidentally stepped on dog poop because you could see it from a mile away. I'm like, there's that white turd that I'm going to avoid. That white but, turd mountain. But now, dude, I remember the first time I stepped on dog poop barefoot. That was a bummer of a day. Gee, I did that two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen to this. My dog is an <laughs> asshole. So I've talked to I have talked about my dog Baxter on this show multiple times. Adorable. I love this little guy. If you guys have not, are you going to put up a picture of him in the <sighs> group? I don't know. Maybe I think there might be even there might be one there. Maybe He's if someone starts so a let's show cute. us your pets. I'll put Baxter in there. But check it out. I love him to death, but he is an asshole. Like he just does things <laughs> that are 
He's the fucking worst, dude. I'm seriously like if I was a terrible dog owner, I don't know if I would own this guy anymore as cute as he is because he is a pain in my ass constantly. He finds a way to knock over hampers and get into socks and he'll just eat my socks. Wait, among other things, which we won't mention. He eats them or just tears them apart? Like he eats like I'll find the sock on the ground with the heel eaten out of it. Right. And then like a day later. I'm like, is that a turd? And he's like, <coughs> and coughed up the. Oh, poor thing. He's an asshole, Steve. <laughs> Seriously. Poor thing. This guy, what else does he do? That's just, he's okay. So getting back to the poop, he's weird, man. You know how like a dog will just go out into the backyard and shit in the grass? Absolutely. Not my G. He will actually, because we have like this cement border around the lawn. And then we have two trees in the, in the you know, on either side of the lawn yeah, with uh-huh. another border. Mm-hmm. around it in cement yes. he will i guess it's kind of good but this time it wasn't because he will actually he won't poop in the grass he will actually poop on the cement borders so that i just walk around you. with a little shovel you know like a little rake and a whatever those picker upper things are and i just like a uh, scoop it and i'm good yes i would think that that helped you yeah well the other night i had to walk around back to my garage and i did not turn the light on and so it's really dark out there I'd gotten off of work. So it's already morning. It's probably like 1 a.m. And uh, I was barefoot at the time. And I, <laughs> I walked and I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, dude, like in the arch, like kind of between the toe, oh. not the arch, the ball of the of the foot with like dude. in between the toes, dude, dude, how sick were you? I was so mad, but I have a, <laughs> I've got this uh, hose out back. So I just sprayed down before I came in. But, yeah, he's an asshole. dude. I'm serious. I love hate that dog. <laughs> that is so funny, dude. Why were you barefoot walking around the house to get in? I was just checking to see like if the fence was secure because uh, oh, we, we've had, that makes sense. we had uh, an exterminator come and I was just making sure everything was good. I don't know why I, mean, I chose to do it that time of night. It was just something I was thinking about when I was driving home. You wouldn't be able to sleep if you didn't do it, dude. Yeah. Like once you get it in your, like in my brain, I'm like, oh. Even that there's funny memes about like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and say, whatever happened to that book? Do I know what that thing is? And next thing you know, I'm looking for the book. Once something's in my brain, I have to do it. So it's good that you check. Now, back to the exterminator. What were you exterminating? (laughs) Just your various summertime pests, black widows. Oh, you Um, do that like there's a yearly thing that you like. You're like, hey, come over and do the yearly spray. Well, we just have an exterminator that comes over once a month. And he sprays oh, for nice. whatever, you know, but it changes it as the climate changes. So like right now it's, it's gone away now, but our big problem this summer were those fucking roaches. Those, uh, I don't have roaches in my house. Like, you know, a roach infested house in our neighborhood. We have this reservoir and I don't know what it is, but it seems like I've never seen this anywhere else. But in Fresno, once the summertime hits, you get crazy ass brown flying roaches. Everywhere. Oh, for sure, dude. Everywhere. It's fucking crazy. Every, like, like, if you move your tr- garbage can. Yeah, they scatter. Yes, they scatter. And I will take those. I will take those over cicadas any day of the week. But it's nasty, man. And I've stepped on those two before. Oh, that must be terrible. And they're huge. So sometimes one will sneak into the house. So there was this one. I'm sitting. On, you know how my living room looks, Steve. So I'm sitting mm-hmm. and I'm watching television. And above, like on the crease of the ceiling, like kind of like where your water stain was. Oh, yes. Um, I see this dude cruising across the little crease. And, I, and I'm like, oh, that's a big ass roach. Right? <laughs> this, dude, 
I'm like, this dude's got to go, man. He's got to go. Push pause immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, because, you know, I get home late a lot and sometimes I'll fall asleep like watching. I can't fall asleep right away. So I'll fall asleep watching television or something. Uh The last thing I wanted was this dude crawling into my mouth or something like that. You don't want a creep show situation going on. So I get up and it's super high. So I grab a broom and I'm trying to like knock it, brush it off into the ground so I can. Well, sorry, you don't like to hear this, Steve, but I was going to end its life. Okay. Uh huh. So I, so I, I got the brush side of the broom and I tried to sweep it, and all I heard was, "Gee, how freaked out did you get immediately?" Gee, that fucker looked like Led Zeppelin, man. It was just flying across. It flew across, it flew across to my like my sofa area, and then it like landed on a coffee on a uh, side table. I'm like, "Oh, you're dead now." So I tried to grab it, and it jumped into this like. Just so happened that Gail was uh, moving a lot of stuff for her work, so there was like a bunch of papers in this box. And it got into the box. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh. And part of me was like, I should just leave it there and laugh. <laughs> just see what happens when she finds it. Oh, but I dude, she'd lose that. her mind. So I went to the box, right? Went to reach for it. And it flew. And it, and it flew underneath the couch. Oh, come on. So then I like, you know, we have like reclining seats. And these couches are heavy as shit. So I had to recline the seats. And it was just gone. Shut up. It was man. just gone. But then the next night. It had been hanging out. Maybe I don't know if it was his twin brother or something like that. But I got his ass. Now, what made? Why didn't you just get like a cup and put it over it? Because he's an interloper and he needed to die. I know, but it's more difficult to kill them than to ca- those. You put a cup over it; it can't fly anymore. I didn't have a cup. You have a million cups, Dan. Handy. Oh, that's true. And it was for in the a very particular moment. Place. Yeah, it was like if I go get the cup, he's going to bounce. No question. So those things are huge, dude. They're massive. I'm telling you, this thing was probably two and a half inches long, maybe an inch wide. I mean, I'm no exaggeration, just big. And now for Steven in Australia, that's like a that's like a gnat or something. But for us, you know, petty Californians, it's a pretty big it's it's just a a hair under a wolf spider, basically. I think we can eat. I think we can eat them too. try it out, man. Well, I'm, I'm listening to a podcast about how America is really anti eating, but like we're not into the eating bugs. But they're like, you should be into it because it's a really good protein uh, since it's a source of protein. I've actually had a chocolate covered cricket before. How was it? It wasn't bad, really. It's not like I want to go and have a bunch more. Are cockroaches? I mean, they're edible, but are they the source of protein that like crickets and ants are or no? I have no idea. Because they seem like they eat garbage. So it's probably not the best. Then again, I'm almost sure that a cricket or a, a roach. I bet you $10 a roach is more healthy than a Coke and a Snickers. I'm going to say a roach is probably more healthy to eat than a Snicker bar. Well, there's no sugar in a roach. Or a donut. Do you think that roaches have carbs? Or is it just all protein? The The wings are probably carbs, huh? No, those might be protein, dude. It's probably just all protein. I bet you you could just like... You could just have like a little snack, like a little uh, sandwich bag full of roaches with you at work while you're eating and just a roach while you're bag? working rather and just chomp on them all the live long day. Yeah, but I, I can not imagine. Now, hold on. Let me see. How Would you me? eat a chocolate covered roach? No. Because of the whole rights thing? No, because it's um, I'm a uh, it's not even so much rights. I do. I consider it a living thing, but it would be more of a. um. Yeah, I don't eat living things, so I'm not going to eat that. But I don't think that there's an animal rights issue with roaches. Right oh, now. hey, let's go back a second here. I go, hey, Steve, would you like a chocolate covered roach? It's not alive. No. 
I think you're just kind of getting out of it, like technicality thing. It I think was you're scared. Um, well, how healthy are cockroaches? High in protein and healthy. You're right. Wow. You look at Dan knowing all this bull crap. <laughs> yeah, I'm so smart. Hey, they're probably like the bottom feeders of the, uh, the insect world, though. I have a feeling they're like catfish. They just eat all the nasty. Or meat. shrimp. Yeah. But shrimp are good, though. Yeah, but they're terrible. I mean, when you bring up a dead body, they're all in there. You know what? Stop it. They are definitely filled with shrimp. Dead bodies are filled with shrimp? Oh, yeah. When you pull out a dead body, shrimp fall out. They're bottom feeders, dude. <laughs> that really doesn't. I had a, uh, I had a uh, barbacoa and shrimp surf and turf burrito the other day. It, didn't hey, bo- it bothers me that? not. At a place called 559 Taqueria. I think I might have to try because most of these places now, every well, every place that's reputable and people say to go, they always have a vegetarian vegan section now. All of them do. And so um, I'm going to start going to these talk. Like so far, every truck I've gone to has been at least decent. None of them has bl- have blown my socks off like Planet Vegan has, but most of them have been at least decent. So I'm going to go check out more trucks. Planet Vegan is too expensive, man. It's so much money. It's so expensive. <laughs> it's not worth it to me. Like, I, I, I really want to back local eateries. You know what I'm saying? But that shit is expensive. Like it a, was like a, so much money. A uh, plate of fries was like $12. Uh-huh. And there's a line like crazy at that plate. I'm Fucking like, they're making money. Yeah, they are. And they it's are all that impossible meat. And I still oh, can't get behind that, man. Why haven't you? Have you tried it? Yeah, I've tried it. You didn't like it? It's okay. I can get used to it. There was a point in time where I was eating a lot of it. But I think once I stopped that, I just couldn't go back to it again. You think you can tell the difference? Oh, yeah. You can tell the difference. Okay. Oh, yeah. For sure. I don't remember. You're fooling yourself now, Hudson. I, I, I would. Here's the thing. I Again, when they start printing, because it's, it's on its way. When they yeah. print meat, I'm going to eat it. That's what you say. I'll, I'll wait it's, and see. It's on its way, and because I'm pro science, and if they're like, "Hey, it has all these bio whatever the crap," I'm like, "Fine." Worst case, I turn into Black Panther. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, you know what? You got me back into the mode of what we came here to do anyway. Let's rock. Which is reviews. We have to actually kind of make sure that we stay on a on a certain schedule today because this guy, me, I have to go to work in a little bit. So we have two reviews for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Two of them. Two views. I think we should start with the the older movie, Steve. And work our way up to the main event. All right. All right. Now, you did see the main event, right? Of course. You handled it? Okay, I'm just making sure. Had a little mishap last night with the Disney Plus. I want to make sure you were good to go. I definitely want to know the story, but uh, we won't. That's a long, we long won't. story. <laughs> One <laughs> that won't be Dan repeated says, here. Long story. I'm like, oh, boy. It's ridiculous. I'm not <laughs> getting into it now. Yeah. <laughs> just trust me. Trust me. But. We did watch a couple of movies, and we're going to go yes. ahead and review those movies. And the first one up is the 2021. Is it a sequel? It's not a sequel. It's a remake, right? It's a, it's, I think it's a reboot, dude. A reboot. Okay. That is I heard nothing about, mind you. Same thing as a remake? A reboot? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with reboot. And we're talking about Wrong Turn. <clears throat> Excuse me. Friends hiking the Appalachian Trail are confronted by the Foundation, a community of people who have lived in the mountains for hundreds of years. Is that too much? You know, it's funny why it, it's it's a quick re- it's a quick description, but that does in that quick description kind of just spoils everything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think 
about that. I'm like, wow, in one sentence. Yeah. You're and it's really a 2021 <laughs> movie, too, so I kind of feel bad about that right now. Why would they do that? I'm going to change it up a little bit, okay? So friends hiking the Appalachian Trail are confronted by something and something. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. It's like, this is a movie that... Uh, I can't find a good way of explaining this right now. Steve, do you want to try a, a synopsis? I would say uh, friends going into the mountains are confronted by something that they least expect and they figure out that they are not alone in said mountains. Sounds good. I like that there better. There we go. You know what? You should write these things. You know, it's funny because I'm here's how I ran across this movie. I didn't even know there was a reboot because I've, I've loved the wrong turn movies. Well, one of two of them. And I was like, I looked, I said, Oh, I've seen that already. And I said, wait a minute, 2021. And then I saw that it had like a good review. And I said, wait a minute, what are we doing right now? You know, automatically I'm like, I'm hating. There ain't no way this deserves a good review. And so I started watching it and I'm like, let me give a quick little bit of more information on this one. Yes. So it's directed by Mike P. Nelson, written by Alan B. McElroy, and it stars a whole bunch of people. Here we go. Charlotte Never Vega. Never any of them except one. Yeah. Well, the big guy. Yeah. Yes. Charlotte Vega, Aiden Bradley, Bill Sage, Emma Dumont, Dylan McTee, Daisy Head. Uh, you might know this name, Matthew Modine. But you huh? do know there is one person, and we see this guy in a He's a character actor. We see him in tons he, of movies. Yes, he's in everything. His name is Tim Desarn. Look him up and you go, oh, yeah, Dan's right. We see this yeah. guy in everything. So and then I, did I say Matthew Modine? I did. Yes. Uh, but let's not forget Adrian Favela and then also Rian Elizabeth Hanavan. Right. You got all these pictures. You got these all memorized and everything. OK, let's proceed. All right, Steve. Now, for you, I the, the weird thing about that character actor is I didn't realize how recognizable he is till he had stuff on his face. And I still knew who he was when he showed up. I said, oh, I know him. Because of his jaw. I was like, I've seen that actor in a bunch of things. Matthew Modine. When I saw him, I knew sort of that this movie wasn't going to be terrible. I was like, well, Matthew Modine isn't at the level of doing like straight to. Like just automatic trash movies. Yes. He's not there. Like he's in legit, you know, stranger things. Something had to pique his interest to do this movie. And as I watched the movie, um, there's a twist on the wrong t- turn lore because normally it's these uh, inbred whatevers. And this one, it's kind of there's there's a different twist on it where um, not to give anything away, but it's not necessarily these weird monsters uh, in the way that we imagine it being. And I thought that that was a really cool twist because it could have been super corny had they done it wrong. And uh there's a part that I actually, what really got me was there's a part where uh, a brother says something and he's just like, essentially, it's like, I've been seen finally. Oh, yeah. And I was like, holy crap, dude. Who wrote that? And it, I like, who wrote that? And that was a very smart line, dude. And so all these things happen. Uh, a lot of times, ladies, I mean, folks out there, Sometimes they make these women really weak sauce. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this is not the case in this movie at all. The end, even the credits were good. Like, the, 
while the credits were running, I was like, oh my God. Did you keep watching thinking something else was going to happen? I surely did. I and was like, ah. But holy crap. I will say that I really enjoyed this. I had a really good time. Um, if I'm going to give it a rating, oh my God. And there's a killing in this movie that I thought they were going to cut away from. They did not cut away from it. And I was like, that's a good effect. Was it the first one? No, it was um, when they had to um, execute a person. And I was oh, okay. like, oh, my God. You know, they're like, how did, how did such and such die? And she was like, this way. And he's like, okay, <laughs> this seems fair. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. But um, I will give this movie two. But no, I say uh, I would give it a 2.75 out of five bashed in skulls. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'll rate first. I'm going to go a little bit lower than you. Mm-hmm. I have a few reasons, but I'll, uh, it's a, it is a good movie. It's totally watchable. I have seen the original Wrong Turn, and I got to be honest with you, I don't remember it. That's the one with Eliza Dushku, right? Yes. So I've seen it. I just, I really don't remember it that well. So I kind of went into this, into this one fresh, but here's the deal with it. Before I give my review, I find that there is a lot, like a lot of these movies, there's a lot oh, of tropes, sure. like so many fucking tropes in this movie. That you have to go in with horror movie like lenses on, yes. you know, like a filter, if you will, like something that, mm-hmm. that you just have to know, like these things are going to come up because that's what these types of movies are. And if you can get past that, I think you can find yourself enjoying this movie rather, rather like a lot. Actually, I think it's rather enjoyable, but there were a few things that really bugged me. And um, so let me let me go ahead and get my rating real quick. I'll give it a 2.25 out of five multiple stabbings to the skull. Jesus. Hey, I didn't about that. It's just a rating. I, I mean, I didn't do it. No, you know? but I was thinking about that. I immediately thought about the scene. Yeah, man. A couple times actually. But so <clears throat> I like this movie, Steve. But the thing is, is that it has what really bugs me about a lot of these movies. It is the. I'm just going to say it. like they're going too hard to for like an inclusion in this one. And they put together, it's not that it's, inclusion's a good thing, like, you know, to, to have like a group of people that are all like a, a different walks of life, that's fine. But sometimes they put together people where it's like, you're looking at them like, you people would not hang out together. Y'all would not be chilling. Right? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just doesn't seem legit to me. And that kind of bugged me a little bit. It has nothing to do with people of multiple colors and walks of life hanging out together on a trip. It's just like the way these people interact with each other, they would not chill ever together. And that kind of bugged me a little bit. But- the other thing about these people is that they're a bunch of assholes, like the fucking worst kind of assholes in these types of movies. These 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 slasher movies, they're just assholes because it's like they go into a town. I understand that you should be able to do whatever you want. But when you go into a town somewhere near the Appalachian Trail and everyone's like, how you doing, boy? And you ain't, take, you ain't taking kindly to you people there. I would say that you probably don't want to make a big scene. You know what I mean? You don't want to uh, draw attention to yourselves. The person who makes a scene is the person I'd expect to make the scene to. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep, there she goes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then you don't go jogging by yourself yeah. in this place where they're like, you better stay on the trail because this, this, these lands don't take kindly to you people. You know, <laughs> it's just, yes. Oh, they're go. Oh, so then go off the trail. Okay, let's do that. They keep doing these things, and it's like they're just being assholes about it. Like they go into this bar, and they're accosted by this uh, group of like good old boys who are playing pool, 
and they're just talking. Another guy I see often. I don't know who he is either. I think that's the guy I'm talking about, Steve. Oh, I was talking about the husband. I see the husband guy a lot of different. Oh, I've never seen that guy before. I've seen him a bunch of times. Oh, no. You're talking about like Mountain Husband, right? Yes. Yeah. I know haven't him. haven't uh, seen him before. I'm oh, actually okay. talking about the the Tim Dizarn guy is the one that is the uh, he offers some moonshine. Oh, interesting. I have seen him in a million. Yeah, things. He's in a million things, uh, but he plays like the good old boy and he plays that a lot, I think, actually, or at least he just has that that look about him. He has the face, dude. But they they accost them. And I understand that if everyone just did the logical thing, these movies would not exist. But it was just the way that they carried their actions out in this movie that really bugged me. But at the same time, I'm fully into the movie. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I had a hard time like doing the suspension of disbelief on this one. Yes. You know, I don't know what it is. But that said, there are some gruesome kills in this one. There's one that involves a um, a rolling tree. That's all I'll say. That was Jesus. that was pretty awesome. <laughs> that was pretty I didn't awesome think they were going to show it. Well, they kind of did, but they, they we saw the aftermath. Whew. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> good makeup, effect. like the yeah the makeup artists on here is fantastic. They did a great job. Uh, the the um, antagonists in this are actually very interesting, and they have a they they have a whole judicial system that they yeah. use. Basically, it's this. Uh, I mean, do we go into spoilers on this one, Steve? Because we already kind of yeah, being vague. People probably aren't gonna. They'll be like, just watch it. Yeah, it's just a, watch it. Yeah, enjoy it. It's a fun. Because the the what they what happens is a twist where I almost was on the other people's side for a second. I was like, you know, it's a good question. You know what I'm saying? I I think because they played on the fact that, like you said, they were douches, and so the douches like you guys are this or that, and the folks are like, why do we have to be this or that? Why are we automatically that thing to you guys, you amazing city folk? I was like, yeah, because we have been led to believe these people are douches. So they're like, yeah, we're on their side now. And then the how they switched that. It's just, I thought it was like, hey, I will be down with more movies like this instead of showing a bunch of, if you live in the hills, you're inbred weirdos. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Hey, what are your thoughts on being in a group of people and then like coming upon something like that? Is it every man or woman for themselves at that point? Uh, it, If you're with some, if you're, okay. If you're engaged or married, mm-hmm. yeah, you're you're you have to stick together. If you're dating, it's all hands on. It's us up to you, man. Good luck. Yeah, we ain't that close. <laughs> if I've dated you for like a month and you're like, Steve, don't leave, bro. I'm already cutting the trees right there, bro. I'm cutting yeah. that edge, uh. dipping. You better catch up. Now, if we're together for a long time, no, it's not. Oh, but man, I'm not. I'm not playing myself. After that one execution, your boy, yep. Now, oh, and there's a part where they're uh, in the quote unquote darkness. That was yeah. creepy as hell for me, dude. Yeah, towards like, the end. Oh, yes, I was like, oh my, this is one of the creepiest scenes. I've it was seen creepy, man. I'd have to say that was probably the creepiest scene of the whole movie because dude. if you put yourself in that situation. And you're just moving through the dark. It gives you that same kind of feeling that you get when you're, even though it's like an entertainment thing, going through like a uh, a staged haunted house, like Hollywood Horror Nights. Oh, or something. No you question. don't know what's coming up to you because it's dark and you just get it as soon as you're supposed to get it. And being in that particular scenario, Woo! not only are you dealing with the fact of, holy shit, there's a lot of these, but it's what they've become. Dude. That's super creepy because it's, like, at that point they become uh, feral, I guess. Yeah. You have to be to you survive. You have to be. Yeah, that's it. 
and wow, different degrees of this virility too. It's uh, it was um, super fucking creepy. Like it's nightmare inducing, honestly. Yes. To walk through something like that, I would if I had to do that, I would be screwed up anyway from the from the uh, all the antics that have already been happening. But that would scar me for life. Especially the chattering teeth that. And here's honestly what I would love to see, Steve. What if we go to Hollywood Horror Nights this year? And that because it's a 2021 movie, and that shit's there. I don't do. Here's the thing: they could do that, but douches mess it up. Someone would push one of the people, or you know, do something stupid, so they can't be that close to us. They don't have but to if be there close. were no douches. If they were, if there were no douches, they can put monsters right up on either side of you, and it'll be great in an enclosed area. But there's just too many douches, dude. dude when we went, there was somebody that can, like was all in black. And it was the black, wait, was it, oh wait, sorry. It wasn't the time we went, it was the first time I went, but it was the Black Sabbath house, the band, Black Sabbath. And there was um, this this room full of like stars, you know, like just picture like a black wall with like stars everywhere. And I walked past this wall and this person who was wearing the same design as the wall like came up on me really quickly. So that could happen at any point in time. They can't touch you, obviously, but that um, can happen. I people can grabbed. get, my saying is like, like douchebags can hit these people at any point in time. Oh, no question. And that's why I'm like, they need, and I'm not one of these that likes this, but I would say they need more security in these situations. And don't warn them. Kick them out. And then ban them for life. And that's probably why they do that the way they do, where it's like, okay, one, two, three, four, go. That way they have a group of people that they can isolate and take out. Yeah. Because they were very on it. Remember when we were walking out? Oh, they were very on it. Remember that one lady that was getting kicked out of the park for who knows what? Do you remember that? that doesn't matter we saw someone get kicked out of the park it's funny that's all My, there's a lot of security I, there there's a there's not enough they're probably there's undercover too they should be because I, I i actually saw a dude that i saw in a commercial as a security guard in hollywood horror nights i was like oh yeah you still have to have a job if you're on a commercial but did I was you like, see hey, what the, that guy from the, from the commercial did you see what the first house is no this year so far, I'm like, okay, well, it's I'm going back regardless. I'm not entirely thrilled with their first offering. What is it? House on Haunted Hill. I wait. House on Haunted Hill. Netflix. Better oh, than the I'm sequel. Thinking, wait, are we talking the Haunting of Hill House? Yes. Sorry. Okay, because the Hill House on Haunted Hill is good. Yeah. Sorry. You know, I've okay. been I, the other day. I called San Luis Pismo. Just bear with me. Just, no, the Haunting of Hill House is a freaking. Snooze fest, dude. It's a snooze fest. So I'm not entirely thrilled with what's going Neither on. Neither am so I. Far. But I want wrong turn now. I want to see. I want to walk through that scene oh, so badly. Dude. Oh, dude. I, I wouldn't mind doing the whole. Um, remember they did those sheets with the zombies behind them? Yes. That was fantastic, dude. I loved that. So I don't mind doing that. I wouldn't mind seeing some more purge. Wouldn't mind some more purge. Wouldn't mind doing the front of the line pass. Dude, we got to get that this year. Yeah, dude, we can't. But even the front of the line pass, you can go through once. So Let's you can get do VIP every house once. Let's do VIP. I don't know what that is. That's where they take you on your own guided tour. Holy crap! Are you kidding me? Excuse me, peasants. I'm going to go ahead and just pass all of you up with your little cheap ass tickets. How much is that? They feed you. I don't know. It's it's you know it's over a hundred for sure. Well, the the front of the line is one seventy. Yeah, it's probably close to like three. I'm imagining it's three, but I paid almost two yesterday at Costco, dude. And that was <laughs> like 
you know, nothing. So, hey, sometimes you got to pay for a good time. I'm doing it. At least that's what the, um, the, uh, um, shoot, who told me that? Anyway, a friend of mine was like, dude, you're not going to miss the money, but you will regret not going to just pay the money and go and you won't regret it. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're totally right. I'm in just so you know. The Bunny Ranch says that too. Hey, you got to pay for a good time. You got to pay to play. (laughs) You ever head out that way when you were a single man? Um, I seriously considered it, but, and then when I was like 22, 20, no, 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 27. And, um, someone was like, Hey, we got to do this before your 30th. And I was like, absolutely. We get online, look at the prices. He's like, well, that was an interesting idea at first. Now we're not going to do that. What were the going rates? 1200. Just for, uh, what, like an hour or something? Yeah. What happens if you, uh, oops, sorry. I mean... So you still get the hour or is it yeah, it? Yeah. Ah, then it was 1200 still. Well, you know what though? There's a lot of people up there gambling. You know, what the dope it could thing just about be that? a simple push of the button on a slot machine. Here's the dope thing about it. Uh, at the time they were like, Hey, I was like, Oh crap. You know, uh, you know, I was, I was like, man, people are going to find out I did this. My credit card company. They're like, no, no, no. It shows up as like target or Safeway in Las Vegas. It really asks the, what it, <laughs> what the credit card is. I said, they thought of everything and uh like someone picks you up and takes you and so it's like yeah when you look at your credit card it's going to say supermarket or- you're at one of those weird bus stops like the angels on preacher <laughs> in the middle of the fucking desert some bus pulls up and takes you to a sex house huh i would be yeah i got close but yeah 1200 at the time dude that was a lot of money it's probably way more now Dude, it's so much money now, G. It's so much money. I would imagine it's like $5,000. That's a lot of money for us. You That's know ass inflation right there. <laughs> you know? That's sinflation. <sighs> Good on you, buddy. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't blow each other, who will, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, anyway you... Anymore, that that uh, is wrong turn. Yes, wrong turn and a bunch of other crazy shit. Welcome to the Tangent Show today. Next up, though, oh, the main event. Boy. And I'm very curious. Very, very oh, no, curious. I, I already know what you're thinking. I already know what Dan's thinking. Well, I've been on board from day one about this. Yes. I've been asking for this movie for a very long time. Now, did it satisfy? Did it, did it, um, did it hit the mark for me? That's to be determined. I, I will let you all know soon. But more importantly, Steve... You were against this movie from the start. I was. You don't like Scarlett Johansson as an actor, right? No. I'm sure she's a fine person, but you don't care for her acting. You never liked Black Widow. Not a Natasha Romanoff. So now we have this movie. And uh, is it a good send off to Black Widow? About to find out. Steve, what did you think? All right. I will say, number one, I did. I went into this not expecting much. Okay. Mm hmm. So the good thing is that it exceeded my expectations. Good. We're off to a good start. Um, I will say that I did not like uh, Midsummer. Hated it. But Florence Pugh is a freaking star. Dude. A freaking She is a fucking super. I love her. She's a superstar, dude. She's on her way to becoming a superstar. Amazing. I will say this. David Harbour. Fantastic to watch. Mm-hmm. Fan he was hilarious. It was so much fun. I thought he was. I thought that the, uh, the 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 scenes that he was in, he just has comedic timing 
That is amazing. So good. He changes the game on everything he's in. Loved, loved it. Rachel Weiss, she was Rachel Weiss. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought she just did what, you know. She served is, the purpose. Yes. Um, Olga Kurilenko, not going to say what she played. I will say that the person that she did play, she did a fantastic job at said person. I thought she was great. I thought the character was great. I thought it was fantastic. You know, I thought it was uh, um, uh, well done. Now, on the movie as a whole. Can I stop I you for one second real yes. quick? Uh, because you're going over characters. I would. I was curious what you thought of the, the main antagonist, Drakoff, played by Ray uh, Winstone. It was fine. Okay. He was, it was almost like a caricature of a bad guy. Gotcha. Like, yeah, that's, that's a bad guy. Um, uh, very few Marvel uh, things know how to make, not very few. Let me change that. That's mean to say. Um, very few, uh, not a lot of Marvel movies know how to make a good villain. I think the best villain, some of the best villains are just normal people. Like Sam Rockwell, I loved him. I thought he was just a fun villain guy. I was like, oh, he's just a rich guy that's kind of a douche. I thought he was a good for Iron Man, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, this guy was a caricature, which is fine. This is exactly what you need. Considering what he's doing, you need a caricature that evil to do this evil thing. Just stone cold, no emotion. Done. Yeah, all business. You can't be like, I'm a normal person, but I also did this to all these people. Like, no, come on now. (laughs) This evilness you have to just have. Um, but overall, I would say um, I agree with a lot of people that I've because that's what it struck me. I got online. I was like, is does anyone catch this vibe? It was a Mission Impossible movie. And I just think that Mission Impossible, I was like, I, I, which is fine. I don't exactly understand. People say this is one of the darkest Marvel movies ever. That I don't understand. I, I get it kind of, but. I was like, eh, it's not dark, I wouldn't say. I think it was fun. It was a perfectly fun movie. If someone said the movie sucked, I wouldn't understand it. I was like, no, it's a perfectly, f- if I if I paid, like, if I rented it for four bucks and watched it, I'd be, I'd be like, hey, good four bucks spent, perfectly fine. I would say it was a perfectly fine movie. Perfectly fine. Were there problems? Sure. But not enough to be like, couldn't get over that. A mug is garbage. No, it was perfectly fine. I think it was a... um not one of Marvel's best, but we have to consider who we're talking about here. One of they've done the most amazing things over the most uh, over the last fifteen years. I think it was a perfectly fine send off. I would have liked a better send off to this character, but I think it's a perfectly fine goodbye. Um, and it was yeah, it was perfectly fine. I, I would say that my rating is uh, I would give it a strong like three out of five. Uh, three out of five sister fights okay all right let me take a stab at this go it so like i said i've been anticipating this movie for a long time and i think that they should have done this movie years ago and for whatever reason they've just kind of jacked scarlett johansson all the time i'm not entirely sure why was marvel a boys club perhaps because it took what 10 years to get a movie with the first female lead which was brie larson as captain marvel so if we're comparing these two movies, I would say that that, you know, female led movies, I would say that this movie is far superior to Captain Marvel. And here's the reason why. OK, it's so dull, that movie. I mean, you know, I've, I've never I've never had problems saying that about that movie. 
Captain Marvel is dull. You have great actors that are given a mediocre script and total bad direction. I love Brie Larson. She bored me to death in this movie. She has bored me to death every time she comes on as Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's getting the direction that she deserves. And that's the truth. You know, it's like um, I look at it like the first the first few waves of, of Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. Thor was just OK to me. I didn't care for the movies, but Thor was OK. But then they brought him into the Avengers and somebody said, hey, let's turn him into something that's more than that. And then they do it to Ragnarok and they just completely rewrite the character and make him funny and charming yeah. and, and badass, you know. So I feel like they could have done more. Yeah, they could have done a lot more. I just feel like that this was the time for Scarlett Johansson to truly get that movie. And, you know, she got a movie and I agree with you. I do think that is a a good send off. It's a solid send off to a character. So I'm just sort of torn on this one because it's like I'll I'll expand on my feelings about the movie. But as far as like serving its purpose, yes, it does that in the Marvel Universe. And maybe she was okay with this, because if you think about the the actor versus the character, she's got money falling out of her ass with these with the Marvel money. You know what I mean? So was it really like. Was she cool with it? Like, did she see the script and be like, okay, well, clearly there's people that are shining more than I am in this movie. But at the same time, you know, it's debatable. I shine through all these other ones, got us all the way to Endgame, And now this is my send off and we are going in the past. So in a way, I felt like they kind of did that. They sort of played her down just a touch because we've already said goodbye to her in the first place. Right? Yes. But we're saying hello to Yelena Belova mm-hmm. and Alexi. Or Red Guardian. So I feel like it was a really cool handoff. It's like, I'm going to kind of play it low, low key. And I'm going to let you just completely steal the screen. Just tear it up because you are the next face of Marvel, right? Like Marvel yeah. phase. What is it? We're on phase four, right? So mm-hmm. I, and I think that they, if they don't use Florence Pugh more going forward, which I think she's going to obviously become the next Black Widow, uh, going to be a huge failure. So if they, if she comes out starting that good, in this one, who knows where she's going to be down the line. I'm yes, I agree. So I'm super impressed with the acting in this one coming mostly from Florence Pugh, but also David Harbour, who I was kind of expecting to slow the movie down. I like him, love stranger things, but watching the trailers, I was like, okay, I'm going to go see it, but I'm not, there's nothing that's impressing me yet, but these two light the screen up with their presence. You know, they make this movie for me and uh, I've watched it four times already. So, my feelings about this movie is I absolutely loved it. I really did. I think that, it, yes, they could have done a little more sending her off. But at the same time, they gave us two new characters that I believe are going to carry on the MCU. And I'm, I'm really happy with that. I think that uh, when you're, you were saying that uh, this movie, I don't know how you put it, but it's something about it's one of the darker movies. In my opinion, it's definitely one of the more violent movies. Like I put this one up there with um, Winter Soldier. Like it has that kind of action. So where you were seeing like a, a Mission Impossible type movie, I was seeing a little bit more of a Winter Soldier type movie. And I like that. I like it when the MCU is based in quote unquote reality, you know, not like the aliens and Thanos and all that shit. Like it's yeah. just everything's happening on the ground. And yes, there might be something supernatural going on, but it's mostly happening on the ground. In this case, I don't really call that supernatural as much as like, what was it? It was like basically chemical control, right? Yeah. So, um, but I was really kind of like taken aback like there's this one particular scene between Natasha and um Drakeoff where they go at it and there's some ass beating going on in that like some serious ass beating that I was like damn I'm surprised Disney's allowing this like kicks to the ribs and shit like that you know and if you're showing these movies to kids I 
absolutely wasn't offended by it. I was just sort of surprised that Disney was like, yeah, this is what we do. Like, did you see Winter Soldier? So and on that point, I think I was like completely happy with the movie. I thought that they uh, they really hit the mark as far as giving me that Winter Soldier feel. But it was kind of like Winter Soldier light a little bit. Like I actually went back and watched a little bit of Winter Soldier. I'm like, yeah, I definitely like this movie better. But I think it's a super solid submission. I have a feeling that I'm going to watch this movie even more still. Like I really, really enjoy it. One thing that I won't really knock it for, but it's definitely obvious is that I was I was uh, reading some reviews on the same subject. I was reading some reviews that were saying like, you know, all they did was they just took parts from this movie and that movie and just threw it all together and phoned the movie in. And I totally disagree with that. I feel like they just borrowed from the aesthetic of previous Marvel movies. For instance, the um, Red Room and its place where it was located. We've seen that type of a setting in Marvel movies like numerous times, right? This big yeah, floating thing sure. or, you know, the whole, um, you know, hanging off the edge or stuff. There's there's an aesthetic that happens in this movie quite often where it's like, yes, I have seen this in other Marvel movies before, but it didn't bother me because it was like, that's Marvel doing what Marvel does. Yes. So. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm completely happy with this one. I, I thought that they should have given more time, and I'm going to butcher this guy's name. I don't know how to say it. Maybe you do. Uh, O.T. Fagbanel, I think is what it is. He was the character of Mason, who was kind of like their their man of resources, their one that gave him a hideout oh, and stuff yeah. like that. I thought he was great, and they should have done more with him. Still, just a great movie. I thought that the beginning of it, the intro of it, was a really solid intro, the, with the exception of the piss-poor Nirvana cover, which... Ugh. I think that uh, that's becoming a trope with movies, not just Marvel, but just movies in general. Everywhere, where dude. It's just, you got this, this, it's usually a woman for some reason, but sometimes it's a guy, but it's always, you usually have a woman that's just sort of a mediocre singer singing these songs slowly. And that gets really old after a while, but I'm going to go ahead and forgive it because I thought that the, uh, you know, it had some exposition there and there's this one part, there's this. Like for she's on the screen for like a second and a half, and it's right when they uh, it's still during the intro, and they open up this crate where they're keeping all of the potential widows, and there's this little girl that just makes this terrified face and screams, and I'm like, damn, put this girl in more movies because it was legit. Like it seemed like this girl. Like I was wondering, like what did they show her? <laughs> you know what I mean to make that happen because <laughs> it was very very good. Um, now let's talk about Taskmaster a little bit. I'm, I'm assuming that there's going to be some spoilers in this one, but I'm not going to spoil it too much because I know there are going to be other podcasts that are seriously breaking this one down. That's not what we're here to do today. We're just giving a review. But I do want to talk about Taskmaster a little bit, Steve. What were your thoughts on the character itself? I know you said you liked it, but... Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was... Um, I always like those sort of care where you're like, is this some sort of... Um, robot thing i don't know what's happening like i like those sort of things that's like it tickles my fancy so of course i'm totally in okay and you know the reveal at the end is is pretty dope you kind of know halfway through yeah yeah you kind of know but still i thought the reveal was kind of fun i always like i always like the um those sort of, of things because when you have things that are people that are trained killers there's only a few things you can send after them you can't sing that you can't send the average individual, so you have to have something that has a shot. And so I get it. They're like, yeah, you gotta send something like this. Or superheroes after him or something like that. So yeah, I liked it. So did you know about the like the original Taskmaster? My son told me. I will just say that I've read on Twitter a lot. Like if you do a hashtag of Taskmaster, there are a lot of pissed off fanboys out there. <laughs> like a lot of them. And I don't have that reference. 
You know, like if I was a, a really avid Marvel comic reader, maybe I would be in the same situation. They, I, I'll, all I'll say is that they've changed the character, some would say drastically. But this is my first, you know, my first look at this character. And what really impressed me about it, which is something that's already with the character, is its abilities, Taskmaster's abilities to mimic and there were some cool shots. I don't know. You watched it one time. I had I watched it for. Did you see all of the cool like little references that Taskmaster was doing as far as like uh, mimicking Spider Man or when yes, the Black I Panther claws come out? You know, I and well, then, like, like and, and he even said he's like he's she. Uh, oh, I can't even say that. Okay, take that away. No, uh, it's a spoiler. This is a spoiler one. This is going to be a spoiler one. I'll put it in the in the heading. There are going to be light spoilers on this one because I want to talk uh, about it a little bit. You know, Winstone was like, well, not Winstone. <laughs> He was like, she's all of you. She mimics all of you. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. He kind of, for everyone who didn't catch it, he kind of was like, by the way, if you didn't catch it. And I was like, this is great for people in the theater that weren't able to watch it a million times. He was like, yeah, it can mimic all of you. I said, that's pretty cool. I really like that about it. I just thought that it, um, you know, because that's her team. That's who she's used to fighting with, but she's, well, she's kind of fought against them, you know, if we, if we yeah. count civil war. So, but I just enjoyed that. I liked how, you know, the, the, the references that I caught or the mimics that I caught, whatever you want to call them, definitely was Spider-Man, definitely Black Panther, obviously Black Widow. But I think I got a little bit of cap in there too. There was a couple oh, nice. of just the, the way that the, you know, the s- spinning people around and flipping them and shit like that was very like cap to me. I was hoping to get a little bit of Thor. Oh, yeah, I guess you can count Cap because uh, Taskmaster had that shield. He had that shield. And I I like that they kind of, that idea was reminiscent of Iron Man when he was figuring out Cap's moves. And he's like, all right, got him. And he fought Cap like Cap. Remember? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, oh, they're doing the same thing. And it kind of looks like Iron, not doesn't look like Iron Man. but the And I was like, oh, that's really cool. She can just... I don't know if she could gauge it on the... I know it was programmed, but I, I, I thought it was cool. I would have actually liked to see that same technology where it's just like, I'm gauging how this person fights, and now I'm fighting like them. What did you think of all the, like the widow backstory, all the widows and how they were, you know, how they came to be? I'm not going to lie, dude. Um, I, I, and mind you, this is a totally personal thing. I liked when Scarlet was the only widow. I don't think that was ever the case, though. I know it was never the case, but I would have liked to be like, we're going to call her Black Widow and everybody else is just another thing. We can call them anything. But when they like, they're all widows. I did not know that. I thought it was just like, she's Black Widow, but all these things that they're doing, they're people, they're things too, but we call them something else. I didn't know they were all like, Black Widows, and here's your lead Black Widow that got away. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it's fine. I didn't know that backstory. It I, For me, I didn't especially like it, but it didn't take anything away. It was just like, when if someone, <laughs> again, if you take any of these things and someone was like, that made me dislike the movie. I was like, oh, you just didn't like the, you didn't like it then. <laughs> You were, you were looking for something not to like about the movie then. Like, nothing took away from the movie. Like, nothing I saw in this movie was just like, if that wasn't in there, I would have given it another point. <laughs> like, no, just calm down. That could have taken me to a five. Exa- no. But I'm at a 4.75. Yeah, I get perfect, it. Yeah, I don't know, man. The, it was a perfectly, it's like, it's fine, dude. I don't know how you can hate the movie. It's a fine movie. 
Okay, let's put it up against Marvel movies. I did already. I compared it to Captain America, excuse me, to Captain Marvel. Do you share my opinion on that? Um, well, no, because I, I don't, for some reason, I, I couldn't pinpoint it. Captain Marvel, I just loved it. A lot. I just loved Captain Marvel. That's I fair. don't know what it was because I, I haven't seen it since. But you know, you know me. I don't generally watch. Yeah, you are not a fan of a rewatch. No, there's very few. I think the movie I've seen the most out of all Marvel movies is Blade. I've seen Blade the most times out of all the Marvel movies. But um, I didn't, in, you know, when I watch it, I never think of it as a Marvel movie. But it is. Um, uh, but, yeah, I think it's just something I love about Captain Marvel. I will say I wouldn't put... I mean, I don't think even Captain does. I don't think Captain Marvel makes my obviously doesn't make my top three. You know, it's mm-hmm. not in my top three. I don't think I don't know if it's in my top five. So no, like this movie is not in my top five Marvel movies. No, I don't know if I'd put it in my top five, but I just think it's a really solid submission. Yes, and, absolutely. And so okay, what is it better than in your opinion? Oh, it's better than the first Thor. Oh, God. Everything's better than the first Thor. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. I would put it up against Thor for sure. Even yes. Thor, even Thor 2 for that matter. Dark World. Yes. I would put it up against. Uh, let's see. I think it's better than Iron Man 3. I really liked Iron Man. 3. I did not like Iron Man 3. I didn't I hate it like a lot of people, but and I didn't get all pissed off with the disappointing reveal. It was just um, I <laughs> I don't like movies with a little kid sidekick. Oh, OK, that's fair. What about Age of Ultron? Age of Ultron is an important movie uh-huh. story-wise. I did not like Age of Ultron. But there's <laughs> so many things in Age of Ultron that help carry on the rest of the story that you have to give it credit for what it is. But I just did not get down with Age of Ultron. I thought that the the CGI was really bad in that one. And um, I don't know. I just didn't like it. I did not like the character of Ultron. I'm sorry. A sarcastic robot. Just I don't know what it I d- okay, maybe it's because okay. I hear James Spader's voice, but yeah. I didn't care for that one. But I will say, um, hmm. You will not put this up. You will not put this over any of the Captain Americas, though. No, no, okay. no, not at all. I think I enjoyed the characters more, even though we had all of our regulars, you know, in Age of Ultron. I enjoyed the the play off of each other in this one a little bit more than that one. And I might okay. change my opinion on that because there are some really good scenes in Age of Ultron. Like when, uh, you know, when like Rhodey's like, yeah, so I say, hey. Looking for this, you know, <laughs> those little stupid things that they do at the party or the introduction of Vision or, you know, how we find out that Vision is worthy of Mjolnir. All Holy those little things crap, like that are dude. pretty dope. I rewatched it last week, oddly enough. Yeah. What'd you think? Oh, dude. I don't know why I didn't like it. Fred. I don't. I, I'm still trying to figure out why I didn't like the movie. I mean, it was a legit good movie to me now. I think you could tell that I was kind of grasping for reasons. Like I rewatched it. I think it's mostly James Spader and just like bad CGI. It's it's not a bad movie whatsoever. It's just not, you know, whether someone loves this movie, it's their favorite. I'm not trying to say, that ah, it sucks because it certainly doesn't do that. Just for some reason, that one didn't hit me like the rest of them. Okay. Did. It was, I mean, Age of Ultron, they had these, I mean, like the, there's that part where Ultron is ripping through his other selves and getting bigger and bad. I'm like, dude, that's a really good scene. Dog. Yeah, there's some cool visuals in it. <laughs> I was like, man, this dude's a problem. Yeah, some really cool ideas. It just wasn't one of my personal favorites. Yeah, totally. And when they circled around each other being like, we're going to kill all these Ultrons together. 
and they just make a circle. I'm like, that's the Avengers. Like, that is the Avengers right there. And it just, I don't know. I was like, why am I so excited? I know what happens in this movie. But when they got in a circle, and I was like, oh, this is the freaking, these are the Avengers. And here's the thing. I will say, um, again, if someone, I would love to hear someone who said this movie sucked. And been like, okay, tell me, first of all, tell me what Marvel movie didn't suck, right? And then tell me what made this one not that. Because I'm like, I could put, as crazy as it is, I could, even though I'm like, I'm right down the middle with it, I could put most Marvel movies up against this one and it wouldn't be a a demolition zone. Like, if I put this movie up against the normal average everyday movie, it destroys it. It doesn't come close, dude. Like, if they're like, okay, this movie that came out last week against, like, let me tell you something. I haven't seen the movie. And if someone told me Fast 9 is better than this movie, I'd probably punch them in their tooth. (laughs) I'd be like, you're lying. You're just into bad movies. That whole bad, they're so bad, it's good bull crap needs to go. It needs to go because only certain people can get away with that mess. A lot of people that make movies, they don't get the, oh, it's so bad that it's good. No, 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 no. It's either good or it's bad. I would put this up against most movies that get released. So we're, when, let me make it clear. When I'm rating this movie, it, it almost, it pushes up the scale because it's a Marvel movie. If I just ran it, walked into a movie made by A24, Black Widow, I would have blown my mind. <laughs> I would have been like, dude, that was pretty freaking good. But Marvel has set a tone. And when you see that Marvel emblem, your expectations rise. And so this being a three in the Marvel universe means it destroys the average movie. Destroys the average. The only thing it doesn't touch are the Mission Impossibles. Because that's a different level of movie, too. But you're comparing apples to oranges, you know? No, I think they're in the same genre. Like, Mission Impossible, this has a very Mission Impossible thing. A lot of the skydiving and the catching people in the air and the, I'm like, oh, they're both doing this thing. Cool. Now, also, that's a, I I thought that that was a, um, a really fun scene. But there were, and I thought, maybe my eyes are not working anymore. But I've seen better CGI in Marvel movies. Yeah, no, there was definitely some wonky CGI. Okay, I thought it was my eyes. I was like, my eyes might just be getting bad because I would never blame it on Marvel. But there's some CGI. I was like, was that bad? I'm not used to seeing bad CGI in Marvel movies. I, I think if you go back and rewatch, and it's not really a knock because it's, they, they're still fantastic. I think there's quite a bit of wonky CGI in Marvel movies. Really? I, I only caught so. it in the in the skydiving. That's it. Everything else looked great. Are you putting Ragnarok above this? Yes, most definitely. The comedic timing of that movie, the direction of Taika Waititi, his acting in that one is Korg. Just the way that they revamped Thor itself. Uh, I loved how Hulk was revamped. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't know if I'm putting the first Captain America over this movie, Jay. I'm thinking back. I don't know if I had as much fun in that movie as I did as I did in this movie, dude. I think we're probably going to piss some people off right now, but that's okay. Right. Opinions. What do you, who, yeah. cares, who cares what we say? I guess some of you do, but really, um, here's the thing with the first Captain America movie. I think that it is super important that we have that movie. And yes. I think that the importance of that movie and the placement of that movie and how it carries forward throughout the MCU makes that movie more important than it 
is like Red Skull. You know, they should have they should have worked yes. with him a little bit more. And yes, we do get yes. a version of him later on at Vormir. But um, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I I think this movie is way more exciting than than the first Captain America. That's what I'm OK. I, I just thought of a new rule because I know you got to get out of here. I yeah. thought of a new rule, Dan. Mm-hmm. Check this out. Maybe in Heroes of Noise Land, mm-hmm. we don't compare origin movies to movies that already had their origins done. Like if you compare an origin movie to another movie whose or like say Captain America one to Iron Man three, it's not it's not fair because Iron Man had to do an origin movie too. And origin movies generally aren't great. They have because you have to set up. Yeah, you got to build up everything. Bingo. So maybe we should be like, okay, we can't do origin movies, but everything after origin movies are fair game, and you can p- compare origin movie to origin movie. And technically, Black Widow is an origin movie. In a not really, <laughs> not really. <laughs> it's not really an origin movie. We see her as a kid, so yes, in that sense, yeah, you do see of. the origin of her. We but, never did before, but you never truly saw the origin of her because, if you recall, in this movie, she's already a widow as a kid. She's like a ten-year-old widow. True. Put on assignment to go to Ohio for three years and live with these people as his family. That you know, I got to say one thing, and we do have to get out of here pretty soon. But Florence Pugh does something in this movie that I love. And it's the fact that every single time they reference family and how it's not real, you see her crushed. Oy. And she says why at the end of the movies. Cause it's like, I was a kid. I was a kid. It and was you, real to you me. Were the, you were the, oh, yeah, it was real to me. It's heartbreaking, man. Like you were my mom. You were my yes. dad and my sister because I'm six and that's all I knew. Was- and if we're on an assignment for three years, I was probably three years old when I hooked up with y'all. Loved it. Loved so, it. And- She's and that just quote, so it was real to me too, touched me. Yeah. It's like it was real to me too. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to piss off everybody, Dan, on <laughs> the ahead. way Please out. Do. Please oh! do. Piss them off and dip. Listen, I'm not buying that, that uh, post-credit <laughs> sequence. Not buying it. Go on. I'm not in. I'm Go not on. In. Okay, number one, I'm not really into that character in Cap, in, in a Falcon Winter Soldier anyway. I'm just not. I think I love her. I love her. But I'm just like, okay, who cares? When she shows up, do you, do you know? I was just like, oh, here we go. I already knew where it was going. And when they're like, we have a, we have a, a person that we can go after. I'm like, don't tell me. It's one of the Avengers. And sure enough, I'm like, of course. Who cares? <laughs> who cares, dude? Should I care, Dan? Is there a is there a backstory I should care about? The, like, it does the comics are like, oh, they're going to this comic series. I'm sure that people that read the comics are going to get some joy out of that. I don't know. That's the thing. It's like I've never, ever tried to front on this show and say like, oh, I know the whole Marvel. I, we would have so many more deeper conversations. If Like, think about how we talked about Preacher. If we were personally, if I was that <sighs> into Marvel like this would be a completely different podcast. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, and I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe that would be more of what people want, but it's just like, I like the fact that I don't have that knowledge. Bingo. Because I don't know, I can go into these movies and I don't get disappointed. Like it took me probably like four episodes to get on board with preacher, you know, like we were never all the, we still, are mad that certain things in the comic, whereas other people loved it, yeah. we were still like, certain things just did not happen. Yeah. So, yeah, this one, did you like the post-credit sequence, Jay? 
I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was one of the best ones, but it's, I'm just happy that they're setting up more because I, you know, I think it's going to happen is I think they're setting this up because now they're working with Disney plus G. So I have a feeling that that's just going to put her into the Hawkeye series, which is cool. Totally fine. fine, But guess who I guess who I do not want her in a series with Hawkeye. I just (laughs) want her in a series by her daggone self. The end. I think we'll get that eventually. I think that after this weekend, Marvel's like, okay, we knew what we had, but we didn't know how it was going to hit the public. And I have not seen one tweet, post, anything that says that uh, Florence Pugh isn't the highlight of this movie. She She is so fucking good in this movie. Dude, she's, she is, here's, (laughs) she's so good that I, she's, that's probably why I didn't like the post credit sequence because I was just like, in my brain, when she showed up and she was crying, I said, oh, my God, they're setting up her movie. And then she shows up, Julie, uh, Louise Dreyfus. I was like, OK, OK, OK. Maybe she's just like, I have an assignment. I need you to find the, uh, all the widows, which she was going to do anyway. And then she shows Hawkeye. I was like, this is what we're doing today. <laughs> I only want her show. That's it. I don't even I don't need anybody else in this movie. She's so good. I want to see her movie. The end. No question. That's what pissed me off. We don't need Hawkeye to make it a better thing. Have her go hunt John Brennan down the street. Guess who's watching that movie? Yeah, boy. I will just assume John Brennan is a bad person. And I can't wait to see how she takes him down. There's some guy named John Brennan listening around like, hey, why me, asshole? Like, why? I should have been like Wickrama in his nudist colony. <laughs> what do you think of her name, though? Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. That's very un-Russian. Well, she's not Russian. Oh, you're talking about Julie, uh, Julia Lewis-Dreyfus. I don't like it. Uh, I, you know what? I don't care about her name, but it's just that uh, I find her to be a bit campy right now. Here's what I will say. Regardless of if I was not excited that the, the whole thing, like, I could watch... She brings a smile to my face when she shows up on camera, but that's because of everything in her past. Veep, you know what I'm saying? I never watched Seinfeld, but like uh, old uh, old clips of you know uh, her doing um, SNL. Like she brings a smile to my face, dude. No, she's good. She has great comedic timing. I'm just not feeling her yet, but I am willing to not like um, just like kill her off in my mind. You know what I mean? Like, let's see what Marvel does. We're just opening up the gates of phase four. Let's see what happens, man. Maybe what she's going to be great. What was Pew's name in this? Yelena Belova. Hmm. And Natasha Romanoff. And Alexi. I do not know that's, his. Uh, oh, great... by the way, the prison scene. Fucking fantastic. Dude. The rescue Dude. scene. Fantastic. The arm wrestling scene. Yeah, that was, that was great. But I loved more so than just. the Oh, I loved the how he was. Like, he's so obsessed with being compared to Captain America because he should have had his time. He should have had, he was given the super serum. He served a purpose and then they just freaking tossed him in jail for the rest of his life. So he's made up all of these stories comparing himself to Captain America. And it's just done so fantastically. I just, I thought it was really funny. Like, I had laughs coming from, this movie made me laugh more than I thought it was going to. You know what I mean? Like, I thought there was just some great lines. I loved when she was making, I really got to get out of here, but I was, I loved when she was making fun of the whole posing thing. How you get down, she gets down, you you get down with your hair in you. (laughs) It was just great. 
And then Great. she did, and she's like, oh, no. Yeah. What have I become? <laughs> That's disgusting. So, all right, people. You go, yeah. We got to go. We got to go. But my rating. Right. Yes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just give it a solid four. A solid, solid four. And as time goes on, it might jump to a 4.25 or something like that. But I, right now, I'm on a solid four broken wrists. Okay, real quick. Oh, before you leave, what yeah. did you give? What, what are you giving Ragnarok then? Ragnarok? I, I would give Ragnarok a 4.75. Holy crap. 4.5, maybe. 4.5, 4.75. Wow. Okay, cool. All right. Le- people, man, I have a lot to talk to you about next time. People, <laughs> I love you guys so much. The next voice you're going to hear is Dan the Man, the man who is not afraid to let it swing all out at Pirate's Cove. Peace out. Swinging's a little bit, you know, it depends on the weather. But anyway, my name is Dan Ramirez. That is Steve Hudson. We are the Heroes of Noise. You may have heard of us. If not, welcome to the show. And now we're going to say bye. So be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace.